it. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> Welcome back to This is a Takeover. My name is David Hensley. I'm the owner and creative director of Long Walk Productions, and I am here to introduce your host, Shelby Deathray Patterson. Thank you, David, <laughs> and welcome to This is a Takeover. I'm Shelby Ray Patterson. And I'm Gina Belmont. And, and no, guys, you, you didn't click on the wrong episode. Nope. No, your wrestling babes are reviewing Hell in a Cell. Woo! <laughs> so, but... Before we get into all that, how are you doing, Gina? You know, um, very nice, very congested. <laughs> no, you have to say it like... like oh, hang on, let me see if I can... Because, yeah. okay, listeners, I was very, very sick this weekend. Yeah, we didn't... Very nasty viral infection. We honestly didn't know if this was going to happen. Know. Until Thank about... goodness for modern medicine. Allegra D, man. Allegra D. <laughs> This is a sponsored episode, but no, it's not. Um, we wish. We wish. Um, no, but yeah, the other night when we were watching this, I literally. Very nice. Very evil. You know, like I sounded like Dan Housen, <laughs> so I made the joke and then I was going to do this. Um, but now I actually sound normal. So very nice. Very congested. <laughs> that's as close as I can get. <laughs> I, I mean, that's, that's pretty. That's pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> I did the. You did. You did, I did do the, the hand things. Mm. So. Some people, some of you guys may be wondering why the This Is a Takeover babes are reviewing yeah, Hell in a Cell. Here? What's up? So, Dogs and His Infinite Wisdom has decided that we are going to be reviewing the non-Big Four uh, WWE pay-per-views. Yeah. And so, basically, we're trying to restructure because, I mean, I've been open about how like the state of our show yeah we and we have a lot of stuff to talk about figure out with that so well and they've decided to take what we traditionally would call takeovers away and so like just just for everyone's perspective in your house was last week and neither one of us knew about it we had no clue like i am still running the this is a takeover instagram and i'm still uh, you know in the loop of like what's going on with the show even though we don't watch every week yeah and we're surrounded by people who still you know know and 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 we know but apparently we don't because it wasn't advertised it wasn't promoted at all as hardly as much as they used to be and this was even on a Saturday, like on Peacock. Yeah. So it was what a traditional takeover would have looked like. So since they are starting to move away from the traditional takeovers, what we have decided to do is try to branch out, yeah. right? So um, Dogs and I were talking and he was like, well, let's just spread the wealth, right? Because they have so much to cover. They do. With WWE having a pay-per-view monthly mm-hmm. and now AEW kind of amping up their yes. stuff because they're even doing specialty episodes. They now. are. That's right. So he was like, well, why don't Chris and I do the big four of WWE pay-per-views and AEW? And why don't you and Gina do the rest? And here we are. Here we are. Ladies and gentlemen. So we are actually going to review Hell in a Cell 2022. Yay! And I'm actually really excited about this because 
dogs and Chris, I feel like over the past, we'll just say the COVID era. Yes, of, that's a fair assessment. Or pandemic era, whatever you want to call it. They have not been very, um, what's the word? Happy? Very happy, yeah, <laughs> with the product, I guess. I was trying to think of something more complicated than happy, but yeah, you're right. It's just happy. Um, they haven't been very pleased with the product. Or enthused. And, yeah, and it kind of shows a little bit. And so I, we were all watching this together. Yeah. And like after the first match, I was like, are you guys like mad that you're not going to review this now? Because it was actually a pretty good pay-per-view. And Dogs' eyebrows just went straight down. It's <laughs> like, yes, yes, I am upset, Shelby. I, I mean, it was, it was a, it was good. <laughs> like, I mean, immediately all of us sat there and were like, oh man. Is is this gonna happen? I mean, it to is, me is this good? It was like the, <laughs> it was the best Hell in a Cell that we've had in oh, a while ever. I mean, truthfully, I'll boldly say since the Hell in a Cell. Yeah, no, absolutely. And the Hell in a Cell referring to the Fiend and Seth Rollins match. Yeah, because we don't we don't want to talk about that. We one. don't we don't speak about that. that. Was oof. well, we we may on a future episode oh, really? of another show, but. <laughs> We haven't released that yet, or I don't know. I don't know when we release shit. <laughs> we all look at David. Huh? Uh, next week. Next week. Perfect. Woo! So that's a teaser for uh, listen for next week for this is a rewind. Um, so before we get started, you, I was just going to ask if we could segue that because I was going to ask you, Shelby Ray Patterson, what are you drinking? I am drinking. I am embracing my inner white woman oh, because really? it is it is summer. It's summer here for us. Um, I'm drinking a Dark Horse Rosé. You didn't tell me it was Dark Horse. Yeah, girl, Dark I should have known it was Dark Horse. It's good. It's yeah. good. Yeah. So, like we were, I was, let's just jump right into it. That sounds fair. So, I, I feel like this was a very interesting, we'll say premium live event, right? Because that's what they're <laughs> called now. Um, this was a very interesting <laughs> show because we had no Roman, no. No Roman Reigns on this show. Noman. And <laughs> No, no, I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing at that. That, that was, was funny. No, it was terrible. It. it was terrible. I'm you not can't looking. look at me right no, now. No, I'm not. <laughs> yes. There was Noman. I mean, I I feel like and I'll get into this later in the episode. I really feel like the show benefited from not having him on the card. The pace was the, alone. The pace alone was astronomically It was great different. because you got to see so much more yes. of what they have to offer. Because despite all of the cuts that they've done over the past two and a half years, oh like God, mercy. It, they still have a really good roster. Yes. And I really feel like they were able to showcase that when you don't have just one figure like sucking all of the air out of the pay-per-view yes right so we had our first match which after the first match i was like okay this is this is how we're starting it like we're starting at a 10 we we all said that it should not have been the opening match no not at all i mean in normal card sense that would have been like what like fourth like well yeah like, so the, not full last but like at least like closer to the end of the whole pay-per-view semi-main semi-main thing yeah and so our first match was the triple threat for the raw women's championship so it was 
Big time Becky Lynch mm-hmm. versus Asuka versus Bianca Belair, who's I'm the champion. I'm so excited. I finally get to talk about <laughs> Bianca Belair. I've been so excited. Because literally when we started <laughs> this, she left. Yeah. I'm so happy for you, babe. You're yeah. the best. And I mean, this, I am just, I'm happy that you're getting to cover Bianca, but I'm also so happy that Asuka's back. Man. Like that. You don't know how good she is. Like, I mean, you know. Yeah. But then she comes back and is like, damn. Like, damn. I mean, she was gone for I mean, a long ass time. I think we were trying to figure it I out think the night we, of. Yeah, it was not a full year and a half. Year. I don't know. I mean, I know. I Someone all, will fact check us. I'm all sure. I remember was the last thing I remember from her is her getting her teeth knocked out by Shayna Baszler. Oh, and we so really rough. have barely seen Shayna Baszler since then. Yeah. And I, it, but she also had an arm injury. So I think. Was that, it from punching Oscar's Sh- teeth? <laughs> I don't know. No, 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 no. It wasn't. Shayna had an arm injury. Oscar had an arm injury. Oh. On top of getting <laughs> yeah. her teeth knocked out. Sorry, I thought um, you were saying Shayna had it. No, no, My no. My bad. No. My bad. So I just, when you have someone who's gone for so long, mm-hmm. you, you, one, forget about them. Yeah. Right? And then when they return, it's just, it, you just remember it like gets flooded back into your brain, like how great they actually are. Well, that, and on top of that, a lot of wrestlers, like when they go on those breaks, mm-hmm. there's a little bit of ring rust. Asuka never has ring rust. No, because she stays away long enough to fully heal. Yes. And I think that's like the a difference. normal thing you should do. Yeah. All you wrestlers, maybe <laughs> listen to this. But I feel like in in this instance like we're talking about Roman yes like with him having a more limited schedule I think it's going to work wonders to his critics yes right like people like in our camp who aren't really the biggest Roman Reigns fans if he stays away and then when he comes back we're like oh yeah like he is good yeah right it's just it's the whole absence makes the heart grow fonder shit Mm -hmm. right like it it actually does make sense and I mean these three are just the best women's wrestlers. I mean, truthfully, in the entire sport of wrestling, right? So when you, it's not going to be a bad match at all. But I didn't expect it to be like match of the night contender. This match, like, I'm trying to find the right words without just repeating like damn or awesome but (laughs) they feed off of each other so well Mm -hmm. their techniques are breathtaking when all applied together like they all are individual but they all are being able to use their character and their moves to work and bounce off of each other and they're able to communicate so well Mm -hmm. normally becky is very very obvious with how she connects and talks to other people in the ring yes but i i didn't once see her like open her mouth maybe Matthew will find something but open her mouth and be like hey come to the corner or something like that you know like they really just they flowed and meshed so well it was gorgeous yeah it was gorgeous it was really fun I mean definitely go back and watch this one guys Mm -hmm. we're not gonna go through spot by spot with we can't it would take the whole time but I mean there there were so many like double submissions or double covers which I love in a triple threat because it's like who's it gonna be right like if either one, like both of them have to 
kick out of a double co- cover, right? Because if only one kicks out, then they still technically pin the other one. And, and I asked that. Yeah. And I said that. I was like, oh, because that would be a really fun angle. Like, that was like one of the first times I've watched a match with WWE in a while where I sat there and was like, I'm like coming up with like, oh, but then they could do this angle. Mm. And, oh, they could do this angle. And like, oh, like no matter what, it was really fun to watch. And honestly, I mean, with the way that they have the story going, like the the way that this ended. No one could lose Made it. sense, right? Because yes. like, so Bianca goes over Yay! and retains. <laughs> yes, Gina was very happy about E-S-T. that. E-S-T. But I think, so the finish itself was Becky hits the manhandle slam on Asuka, which was what she hit on Bianca to beat her at SummerSlam. Was it in 26 seconds or something? (laughs) I know I always like to say that because it really makes her angry because I was really excited about Becky coming back because I love Becky and she was mad. So we had very differing opinions that night, which doesn't really happen. I was so fine until it was 26 seconds. Yeah, it's true. I don't want it. But so she does the manhandle slam on Asuka and goes to pin her. But Bianca slides in from out of the ring, pulls Becky off of Asuka and just chucks her out of the ring. There was a lot of her. (laughs) No. (laughs) Becky threw everyone out of the ring at least 30 times. Well, I think that's that's a heel tactic. Oh, absolutely. Right. It's just like, I don't have to deal with you. I throw you. Right. She's like, I don't want to use or expend any of my energy on you. So you're I'm not just, worth it. Yeah. I'm just going to literally toss you up. But yeah. they tossed Oscar out a lot, so much. which I think it was fitting for her to take the pin. Like it made the most sense. Yes. Because you have Bianca and Becky who are going to continue this feud. Oh, for forever. Because now Bianca has in Becky's eyes, quote unquote, stolen. Yes. The title again from her. Because Becky essentially had a one. Mm-hmm. Until Bianca came in, threw her out, and Bianca just covered Oscar without doing any moves. Nothing. So, which arm over? That was it. I I thought it was hilarious. That's all you need, man. <laughs> so she retains, and I think there's definitely going to be more to this story. But I will be excited to see where Oscar ends up going because they're not really pushing a lot of people or mm-hmm. a lot of women in their division right now. That's fair. Like they're either putting them in factions or they're putting them in tag teams that eventually break up. Yeah. You know, like they're not really going except for Becky and Bianca and I guess Charlotte and Rhonda on SmackDown. Like they're really not pushing anyone else in that division. So I'm hoping that she doesn't just kind of go by the wayside. Yeah. Um, But we'll see. I mean, I gave this a four and a half. I I was hoping you would give it because I was like, I would settle for a four but it doesn't deserve a four no it was it was beautiful like there were a few spots that made it not perfect but um there's only one where it was like mm. yeah you could tell it was a little but then immediately they went right back into it yeah so i mean overall like four and a half regals great way to start your show four and a half regals yay and then we go into the next match <laughs> which, which- Dogs is going to hate me for this because I didn't really enjoy this one. And it, so we have Bobby Lashley versus almost an MVP. It was a two-on-one handicap match. I just, I just, I can't get into almost. I just can't. Like, I don't like the big scary monsters that all you do is like three moves and then you don't speak. The thing is, is that he's supposed to be scary, but there's just something about him when I look at him. I'm like, I want to hug you. <laughs> You're not scary. <laughs> and maybe that's just me. 
but maybe i mean he i mean he has a deep voice so yes or at least he puts on a deep voice but i don't know um we did spend most of the start of this match when they were all entering trying to decide who had real eyebrows and who did not which honestly that's kind of how we go with bobby lashley matches lately (laughs) that's one of my favorite memories with you it's the day that we realized that they were drawn on and they were coming off of his face because they were like sweated off listeners we're not making fun of him because he is bobby lashley does have alopecia yes now to be fair we didn't know that we didn't at the at the time um, but that was he, not announced. He does not have eyebrows. So like a lot of people with alopecia, he has them either tattooed or yes. drawn on. And I think he has them drawn on because the poor thing sweats really bad. Yes. And it just runs all down his face. And it, Gina and I did not know at the no, time. No, this was, that this was right when alopecia. he had, this was when he literally like first w- like walked on the scene. We did. Well, I mean, in our eyes, he's been, yes, he, 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 he has got been his first big push. So yeah, since coming back. Since coming back. Yeah. Yes. Um, so just so everyone's clear, we weren't making fun no, of him we didn't because know. he had alopecia. No. This was before we knew that. And afterwards, we did feel bad about it. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I will say almost has gotten better. Yes. But MVP just needs to go. I, I MVP just, needs to go. I don't like MVP. MVP is great on the mic, and that's it. Well, he, he also, needs it's to like, be with almost, and he honestly still yes. needs to be with Lashley because when Lashley was with the Hurt Business, yes, it was the best that he has done in a very, very long time, right? And mm-hmm. I think it's because you he needs a mouthpiece, and they're trying to get him to be better on the mic. He, he had a little moment at the end of the match, which I can see there was improvement. Yeah. I wouldn't give it anything above a C minus like i mean this match had good spots yes to it but to me it was just kind of difficult because when you have such high energy after the triple threat women's match yes any match that's going to go on after that yeah is going to suffer it doesn't matter who it is it could be another title match it could be the hell in a cell match like it's just when you have a match that's so high energy the next one underneath or you know the next one after it is just it's going to feel like you're swimming through pudding right like because and that's what that one this one felt like and it was a two-on-one handicap match which I don't really like those anyway because you kind of already know what's going to happen like the person Mm -hmm. that is the one in the two-on-one most of the time goes over especially if it's a pay-per-view absolutely right like they're not gonna have like the two on the one in the two on one is always the baby face yeah right the heels are always the one that gang up on the baby face so like they're not gonna have like two heels just beat the baby face like senseless on a pay-per-view right so i don't know i kind of already knew like what the outcome was going to be on this i didn't factor in Cedric Alexander, though. And I was going to say, the entire time during this match, I just kept being like, Cedric Alexander can do better than this. Well, this is all they're subjecting him to, I feel like. And I don't know why. He can literally work with anyone. He can do anything. Well, and I feel like after the Hurt Business split, they just didn't know what to do with him, which, because of the whole 205 Live of it all. Yes. Right? Because he was on 205 Live and he was running that show. Yes. Right? And then the cruiserweight division just disappeared. Yeah. Right? And dissolved completely. 
And now 205 Live still exists, but they have they don't have cruiserweights on the show. Yeah. Right? So really, it's Which kind was of, literally what 205 Kind of a was, pointless show now. Yeah. But, so, Cedric comes out and distracts almost, mm-hmm. right? And he does this kind of weird, like, he's on the top rope in the corner, and you don't really see him. Yeah. You can hear the crowd reacting like someone has come down. Yeah, we all watched everyone turn their heads to be like, oh, man. But the camera didn't really cut to him no. in time. So he distracts almost by, like, you know, jumping down. Eh? <laughs> like it, I, eh. it was a move that I think almost was supposed to have already turned around and was I, supposed I don't to think catch him. And I don't think he'd turn in time. Right. So Cedric had already land by the time almost went for the choke slam. Yes. And he didn't even do a choke slam. He just kind of grabbed him by the neck and then pushed him to the rope and pushed him over and had to push him over a couple of times. Yeah. To get him. Over the top rope. Right. Like, someone, couldn't even get him through, like, over the top rope. Someone who's a cruiserweight. <laughs> right? So that, that's, that's the type of stuff that I just, it kind of bothers me that you're going to push someone yeah. with that skill level because of the size. It's funny because a while back, like, we used to talk, like, about Bobby like that. Oh, absolutely. And now it's like, hmm. Well, Bobby has more... Bobby's not Experience, in that category yeah. anymore. No. And I just... It's just funny, you know? I mean, I gave this one a three and a half because it wasn't bad, but it wasn't... I would have done three like passing grade. Right. Like, it wasn't up there. Nah. To me. I mean, there was... I don't think there would have been a match to put after. Like, that was not going to get a three. Right. Like, that just wasn't going to happen. And this, this also was kind of strange to me. After Bobby wins, because he... Almost gets distracted, and then he turns around like, "Ooh, where'd he go?" And then he oh, spears no. him, right? And <laughs> then not a good spear. No, and a spear is supposed to take down a seven-foot giant. <laughs> I'm imagining you like know? if you did it on his leg behind his knees. Sure, you chop him down like, oh, and first, fought. and yeah. then you do the spear. But just a spear from—I mean, Bobby's a big man. Don't get me wrong, the but next, next to almost, he, he looked tiny. He looked like a normal human. It, it was weird. It was, it was really weird. Like, yeah. he, he kind of looked like a child <laughs> standing next to his dad. Like, it was really... It's like us going to see, you know, like, someone like Braun Strowman or... Well, that's not his name anymore. But, you know, like, I mean, yeah. the size difference of just, like, oh, my gosh. But that's yeah. what he was doing next to Omos. But after he won, Bobby went out... Around and to the crowd, to some rando fan that was so took, weird, took the their WWE replica title and just held it up and started walking around and kissed with it. it. He was kissing all uh, over it, and then I think he gave it back to a different fan. Oh Lord have mercy! So it was very clear that this person was a plant, right? Because when I went back and watched it mm-hmm. later you can kind of see the ref like yelling up at Bobby being like, he's over here. Like, it's very clear. Oh, that's like weird. the camera again, but, didn't but, cut in time. And you could see the ref clearly like yelling at him going like ha- cupping his mouth. Like, like, yeah. What? Why? I don't know. I think, I think the plant, I mean, to me, it is like, Oh, the, he's going to challenge Roman is what that says to me. Like, he takes Mm. a title, holds it up. I mean, that's what it looks like to me, but we've already seen that. Yeah. But we've also seen 
him go against everyone at this point so yeah. why not just recycle because they don't keep anyone on the roster anymore but it's fine yeah so i mean this one was fine but not definitely not on caliber with like some of the other ones that we saw oh no so <laughs> what's next kevin owens versus <laughs> ezekiel now i'm telling you kevin owens you you is, love that man i do you love that i man. have i have loved that man since his pwg days okay oh man like his mount rushmore days oh my goodness and he's literally the only person that would be able to pull this storyline off because this storyline is ridiculous it's so dumb so for listeners who don't know basically kevin owens is, has been in this feud with this man who they call ezekiel <laughs> ezekiel now some people may dispute this what some people say that ezekiel is elias <gasps> i know no. and kevin owens is one of, is one of these people right <laughs> but he's their spokesperson okay so basically <laughs> elias went away right they did this whole thing where they did a vignette where they showed him throwing his guitar into the fire which like first off no no don't do that guitars are expensive <laughs> yeah even your cheap one is expensive just just donate it like if you don't want it anymore just donate it like don't, <laughs> don't be an asshole don't use it as firewood <laughs> it's really expensive firewood so he, you know he elias is dead essentially <gasps> right so we don't see him for months and then all of a sudden this baby face of a man no beard comes back or comes out <gasps> comes and says back. that he's <gasps> yeah you, you don't know where my where my thought is on this i'm no. gonna keep it to myself <laughs> so <laughs> he comes out and confronts kevin owens and then kevin's just standing in the middle of the ring and is just like squinting at him and says elias and he's like no 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 no, no i Elias is my older brother. I'm I'm his younger brother, Ezekiel. <laughs> and just completely straight face. <laughs> this man has Elias had a beard, long hair, you know, very kind of like hipster rock star kind of a yeah. vibe. Bandanas to him. all over the place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Scarfs Skinny and all that jean, shit. Yeah. And jeggings. This yeah. man is completely shaven, has like a bob haircut. Oh gosh, it's and awful. dresses like the ultimate warrior. Yeah, he right. Because he has like the armbands with the tassels yes. and the trunks that look like him. Like he and the bright colors. Uh huh. And, yeah. Yeah. And so he's just like he. So him and Kevin Owens go back and forth for probably about a month or so now. I and mean, there's a lie detector involved, and yes, it's a whole and thing. Kevin Owens is basically like slowly going insane because <laughs> he, he plays that well. He does, and he that's and that that's my well. point. That's my point with all of this. Like I feel like this match could have been with if you had any other person that was asked to do this yeah this match would have been easily the popcorn match yes and you know people it would be silly it would just be a silly like, like feud um feud continuer or whatever you want to call it but this match was a such a good balance between the silly conspiracy theory shit and just good wrestling because people forgot elias was really good because right they never let him right do anything. like he, or he was always squashed exactly and his whole thing was that he no one would ever let him finish his song or even start his song <laughs> right Pe people would interrupt him all the time Aww. and 
But when he was in NXT, like, he really wrestled. Yeah. And he was really, really good. And I'm just, I'm happy that we get to see the actual wrestler side of this man versus just the performer because it was a good character, right? Yeah. But I think it had definitely run its course. Yeah. And now, I mean, I don't know how long this is going to last. I yeah. mean, I'm sure, I'm sure it's going to outstay its welcome, you know, soon enough. I right? feel like somehow they're going to try to throw Sammy into it. Don't know how, but. With the whole conspiracy theory thing? They, they automatically assume, oh, therefore sammy will be involved but see sammy is like low-key with the bloodline now yeah i know so i don't i don't know we'll That's see weird maybe down the road yeah they can incorporate him because sammy kind of seems to be that person who can hop between any feuds and, yeah. and it'd be fine um but i did want to point out there were these dueling chants that the, yes that the crowd yes. which this did not sound piped in at all like there was definitely some we are experts on knowing if it is piped in or not this this seemed seemed very genuine so it was we had half the crowd going we want elias and the other half saying no we don't oh and so i think it was like i don't know that's just fun shit to me right like you have the audience like completely continuing this narrative of this man, you know, is he Elias or is he Ezekiel or does it even really matter? You know, like, I just, I think it's, I think it's fun, you know? And I mean, the finish, this, this match was not very long. No, no, no. It was just the right amount of time though. That's what I mean. Like it didn't need to be a barn burner of a match. It just needed, it needed to either end the feud or continue the feud. And honestly, I have no idea. I have no idea where they're going to go. I feel um, like that's okay, though. Oh, no. Yeah, no, I'm not mad about it. No. Um, so, the finish on this was Kevin does a cannonball into the corner and then a stunner, and he wins, like, super Yay. easy. Um, and then he basically is just like, I told you he was Elias, and, you know, was, you know, all this stuff, and Ezekiel kind of just rolls out of the ring. It's just like, eh, why is he so mean to me? Like, I have feelings. I'm, I'm new. I don't know why he's mean. <laughs> you know, like, so I'd be interested to see. That would be the biggest plot twist if, like, they actually are. Like, like he, like if they somehow get, like, an honest-to-God look-alike to go in there and, like, mm-hmm. be like, no, I'm Elias or something like that. And then watch Kevin Owens' brain just explode all over the, the ring. I I could see that happening. You know, I feel like they have enough time and energy to find something like that for something yeah. as pointless as this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I gave this a three and a half. Like, I felt like I couldn't really go higher, even though Mm-mm. I did enjoy it, just because it wasn't long enough. Yeah. And no. it didn't really, didn't really further the story, didn't really end yeah. it. You Middle know. of the road. Yeah. So it was still good. Yes. Um, but yeah, three and a half. It was enjoyable. Um, so we're, we're moving on. We're moving right along. We're moving right along. So our next match is the six person mix tag team match. Oh, buddy. So we have, which these, <laughs> I did not make these names up. This is the names that they're going by. Okay. <laughs> you have judgment day. Best name ever. It is pretty great. It's so good. That's edge, Damian priest and Rhea Ripley versus the bull live club get it like it's it's bullet and there's Liv morgan also mm-hmm. that's that's what they came up with i did not come up see, with see i thought that one of our friends in the group was just being facetious and now that's, that's what, what they're going with. okay yeah so it's aj styles finn balor and Liv morgan <laughs> so 
I mean, I think this is perfect for Rhea and Damien. Oh, right? absolutely. I think they were both just kind of floundering and they were doing well. Like, obviously, Rhea and him had both they won can't titles yeah. at this point. And, but I think they now don't have the titles and they don't really know what to do with them, which I yeah. feel like is kind of a theme in WWE nowadays. Like, if you don't have a title, they just don't know what to do with you. They don't ever find a long-term solution to anything. They find short-term solutions for every single problem. Yeah. And it's annoying at this point. Yeah. Like, and I, f- I, I feel like if you're paid that much, you should be able to have a long-term solution and a long-term storyline to go with every character and every person that's back there. Yeah. No. I- if they're paid that much, it's like... That's stupid. I mean, I'm grateful for like some of the little like patches that they put on and the band-aids that they put on. Like this is a good band-aid that mm-hmm. they put on. Mm-hmm. I hope that it's not like ripped off very quickly. Cause I really like Judgment Day. I do too. I really do. I do too. And that name. That's a good name. I'm gonna give it to Creative there. That's a good name. Yeah, and I I feel it plays to all of their strengths because I feel like yes. Damien and Rhea both kind of have that that look that fun grunge nxt look Mm -hmm. that we can mess you up and look really cool doing it i mean they come out and they're all coordinated and just like even ria's gear which we found out later was not her actual gear no it turns out that once again poor girl had some more gear issues and it didn't arrive in time so she made do with what she had she still looked like a badass bitch it literally looked like someone from costuming backstage or wardrobe or whatever like, they have back there she just runs in and is like i don't have a top i need a top just give me something that's and purple worked. and they gave her this like one shoulder it looks like a swimsuit kind of like suit thing but un- like having that over what she originally had like yeah it looked sick yeah, it did like look sick. it was really cool yeah it had like the cutout on the side you know mm-hmm. so like half of her stomach was showing and then, yeah no it was great yeah it was so cool and I mean, I'm sometimes I'm not a fan of the mix tag because yeah. I I mean, depending who can make a big difference. Oh, exactly. And I feel like with this one, it worked because Liv and Rio worked very well together. It's nice to see Liv be able to work. She's so good. She is. She's so good. And she was really great in this. Like there was one move. Oh, she did the Hurricane Rana that was gorgeous so it was a launched hurricane rana so basically finn has her in the corner and like whiplashes her onto aj who then just like pushes her over his head and she lands perfectly right on ria's shoulders and does a hurricane it was gorgeous that was the first move of the match i know and that's when all of us were like whoa yeah no it it was really fun and I loved seeing Finn and Damien go at it again because their uh, whole back and forth feud in NXT was, was awesome. just like Chef's so good. <laughs> and they Delicious. had they had most of the they did most of the moves in the match. I mean, they did, and it was great. You had you know AJ. I enjoyed not seeing AJ as much. You know. I know we joke about saying we don't want none all the time because his theme is yeah we don't want yeah. none, but. He's he's really good. He's always been really good. And I, I'm glad that they're kind of pulling away from him mm-hmm. and not having him be so forward yeah. in all of the Let matches. Let some others step up. Yeah, because you had Edge and, and AJ who were kind of like, you know, at each other. <laughs> and then you had Finn and Damien 
and then obviously Liv and Rhea. Rhea. And the reason why I don't really like mixed tag sometimes, because they used to have a whole division and it was a whole separate show that you yeah. could watch on like Facebook Watch. What? When that was a thing, you know? Whoa. And it was a whole different show and you had like Alexa and Braun as a team. And then. Oh, uh, there it is. Okay, you know, my, brain's, my brain's catching back up now. Yeah, there it is. Oh, yeah. That was fun because everyone was shipping them so bad. Exactly. Yes. But it was fun because they actually had like did research behind it and put teams together that made sense and they that could work together and they worked long term together but in these random mixed tag matches that they just throw together sometimes it yeah. doesn't really work because they just put two women together just for the sake of having two women on the team yep and so basically the rules of the mixed tag is the women only fight the women and the men only fight the men and like, they can't even interact with each other. Like, they can't even touch each other during the match. Finn looked like he was about to beat the tar out of Rhea, though, I in know, that one but, corner spot. And it looked nice, but, but I was like... But that's the part that messes me up with But it. why don't you? Why don't you just kick her? Like, like what, what's going to happen? happen? Like, they, the women do it to Actually, the men all the, the time. Him, but, yeah. but they do. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, they, they let the women hit the men all the time. It's like, oh, what are you going to do? And then it's like, oh, well, I'm a man. I can't hit back. Well, right. Mm. Double standards. Thank yeah. you. Like, from from a female fighter, I'm speaking for myself, like, yeah. I mean, I don't see why you can't do that. Like, if it is one-sided like that, like, why can't it go both ways? Because yeah. you had a spot where Finn was standing on the top rope, like, ready to do the coup yeah. de gras, and then all of a sudden, like, Rhea's just, like, standing in front of him. Don't, don't you sorry, dare. I didn't, I, I saw you adjust. I was like, don't you dare. Don't you fucking dare. <laughs> See, this is why we have producer David listeners. He just, you know, we got to have someone who's just going to roll in and just completely stop the flow by messing with me. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Where were we? So you have Finn on the top <laughs> Don't row. you fucking dare. <laughs> Go to grass. <laughs> Which I found out that actually wasn't OG ignorant slut <gasps> that said that. I have to change my ignorant slut now. It was Jimmy Smith's. No. Jimmy Smith said it. Because I went back and watched it, and it was definitely him who said no, it. I he can actually, still be your ignorant slut. I mean, you know what? I got to think about it now. I got to think about it. So, anyway, I'm going to actually get this point out. Yes, go. Um, <laughs> so, Finn is on the top rope, ready to do his finisher, and Rhea just steps in front of him, yeah. in between him and, and Edge. And I, I get the moment, right? She's supposed to be a disciple of Edge, and she's trying to protect him. But why doesn't he just jump over her? Or like... Because she's very tall. Or just like... Kick her, right? <laughs> just like... And like, kick her, sir. Right? And then there was another spot where it was the same thing, but she was outside the ring. Yeah. And he yes. just stared at her. And then she hits the rope and he does the whole like, oh, my nuts. Like, I, which is also a spot <laughs> that was done a lot during this pay-per-view. I don't know if you noticed I, that. I, I did. And there was a couple of matches where I was like... Okay, so we're doing the top rope nut spot again. It's like, oh, we should have tallied. We should have tally counted. I will, yeah, <laughs> tally counted. <laughs> um, so in that situation, why wouldn't you just jump into the ring? Like, why would you just stare at her and then wait for her to kick the rope and then have you... Because I'm a man. Right, but no, you could just... Okay, 
yep. I'm, I'm, I'm way overthinking this right now, but like, there's so many other options. I know there's so many other things you could do. And you know, right? he totally would have, if it wasn't for creative, right. Just jump into the ring. Like yeah. you don't have to hit her. You could just jump away. Oh, and then they could have had a moment where he jumped down and just walked up to her and then they just stared at each other. Sure. That's, Still effective. That's fine. But I mean, I feel like he definitely could have, and I bet he would have. I mean, it's, anyway that, it, yes it really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things i think little things like that just kind of bother me i mean that's because fair. it doesn't well i mean it we works know both of them well it works in other promotions yes. right like you it has worked in nxt yes like candace and johnny have done a oh, bunch of stuff so where good. they've worked together and candace candace did a spot with the um former bronson reed where oh. she jumped on his back from top of a ladder and jumps with him that was down to the mat like it can happen so when stuff like that happens it's just kind of like all these people can really you know who it is we need to blame i mean we we do but we don't have to say his name i don't want to but (laughs) you we just know collectively who it is but i i think like Liv did some really good stuff like she had this really good rolling crucifix spot with ria that was really good oh yeah sorry like it just I feel like this match was really, really fun. A surprise. Yeah. But not because we knew that they weren't going to work well together, but just because it was like, oh, like, this is a f- one time where they random, like, roll of dice of people worked, you know, and mm-hmm. made a cohesive unit. And they've been building this a little bit. Just, yeah, a um, little. But, I mean, basically they made it where Rhea and Liv broke up as a tag team, and then somehow Liv went with, bullet club and Rhea went with judgment day you yes. know so but there were some new developments uh, yes i was gonna get to that i was gonna get to the finish oh the finisher first. sorry um yes. so finn goes to hit the coup de gras Rhea stands in the way right and then live kind of spotty spider monkeys on her back and then they kind of <laughs> brawl out to the outside hang on you like a spider monkey and then finn is like "Ooh, there's two women who are fighting over here i'm gonna look over here and not look at this person over here Uh-oh. and then he just jumps mm-hmm. and misses and edge does a spear and finn takes the pin <sighs> which I was initially mad about mm-hmm. because I'm like, please don't do my husband like this. Oh, like, but, but, but on but, Monday but, but. on the following raw judgment day comes out mm-hmm. basically to gloat in their victory. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we are accepting new members. Right. Mm-hmm. And anyone in the back can come and be a part of judgment day and blah, 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 blah darkness and shit you know <laughs> like i don't know darkness <laughs> you could tell i'm very goth right darkness <laughs> darkness hey. and shit um and finn's music hits and they're kind of like surprised but then they're like okay i mean you know demon and stuff like that, that can work um but then Damien is talking and then he's like, yeah, we all need to, you know, rise up and stand up against, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then he, they all turn and look at Edge. He goes, even you. And Edge is like, wait, what? (laughs) What's happening? And they turn on Edge. (coughs) And now Finn is a part of Judgment Day. So it is Finn, Rhea, and Damien. And I am so happy with the way that this is going. The combination of this is 
you couldn't you couldn't get any better i'm telling you heel finn is the best finn uh, truth it really is like only other is is um white geared finn white gear finn yes white gear finn that's just because we're very fans big fans of the white gear Mm. damian priest also looked good in white gear too that's true but i feel he's really good at playing heel because when he came back to nxt he was a heel the entire time. It was great. And it was great. So I'm very excited to see where this goes. And I think it's something that is very original. Mm-hmm. It's very unexpected. And I think it's what WWE needs. A breath of fresh air. Well, and especially on Raw. Yeah. Like they need mm-hmm. something Anything. to get people to watch, right? <laughs> so, I mean, I gave this four regals. That's fair. Like it was fun. It was yeah. a lot more fun than I expected. Yeah. And I'm just I'm I'm happy to see my husband thriving finally. He's doing good. And I'm interested to great. see where Edge fits in now, but I'm sure I think he, I think he's okay to go away for a while. Take a break. Yeah, I cuz I think Beth need to go show with the kids. I think he's one of those people that he, it's fine if we don't see him, you know, every week. Yeah. You know, and I think he got this group started. And I think he's at a place in his career now that he can do stuff like that and then go away. And then when he comes back, he'll get another big pop and it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's my theory. I don't know. He, it, it may turn into a feud or they're just going to write him off and then he won't be back for a while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see where this one goes. Some think that he might step in to fill in for Roman. Um, I, I don't, don't think so. I don't like that because then you'll have two part-timers well, I as mean, champions. That is one of their favorite things. I, I know, but you have so many active people on your roster. Exactly. Like, you can't pick one of those people to like, be a defending champion. Look around you. Yeah. There are so many other options. Exactly. Um, so our next match is the only SmackDown match on the card. Oh. Which I did not realize that till, uh, that no. was pointed out to me on another show that I was listening to. That's so interesting. Because, mm. So every single match on this card, except for this one that we're about to talk about, was from Raw. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting mm. because, like, SmackDown has most of the titles. Mm. Right? So it'll be interesting. Interesante. Um, so we have Madcap Moss versus Happy Corbin in a no holds bar match, <sighs> which the rules for no holds bar are always kind of funny to me because the, basically the only stipulations are there's no count outs and there's no DQs. So the only thing way that you can win is by pinfall or submission, which isn't that a, so it, it's just a half of a match. Yeah, I don't know. It seems weird. <laughs> it seems like you're just trying too hard to put a stipulation on something when you could just say, like, a street fight. Yeah. When it, that's basically the same thing as a no-holds-bar, right? Like, it's... Yes. Because you can use weapons. You can... In no-holds-bar, you can use everything you want, just like in a street fight, you know. It just... It's just not in the street. It doesn't sound as cool as street fight, though. Street fight! Right? Like, it, it just sounds, sounds like cooler. someone should be screaming it. Right. <laughs> street fight! Um, I mean, what... What did you think about this one? I zoned out yeah. a lot of this one. That's fair. Um, I mean, to be fair, that was probably mixed with a lot of other things, but just with my mental state at that time mm-hmm. of just sickness. But, I mean, yeah, I'm, 
I'm not as into Madcap as I know, like, some people are. Well, I, I was mean, into him when he was Riddick Moss. Not when he's Madcap Moss. Yeah. You know? Like, to me, it is so strange to hear grown men on commentary call someone or call a match where the two guys are named Happy and Madcap. <laughs> okay? It's just really difficult for me to take it seriously. It's like, are we watching Disney characters wrestle? Like, are we watching the, like, the dwarves from Snow White wrestle is what it feels like to me. Like, it just... it it makes me immediately not take this seriously because all throughout the match, they were interchanging their names. Mm. So at one yes. point they were calling, they were, they were saying happy and Moss. Yeah. And then, and then they said Madcap. Corbin and Madcap yes. and Baron. And I'm like, they're throwing out all of these different names. I'm like, if you have, if you don't know who these guys are and you don't know what their relationship is, like, cause a lot of people don't watch the shows. Yeah. They just buy the pay-per-views. Yeah. So if you don't know, you're like, okay, so what? Are, who are these guys? How much you want to bet Vince was in the back watching this match and he got himself confused after hearing how many names were being going back and forth and how much you want to bet they come out with just one name next week. Well, that's, that's kind of the running joke right I know, now. Is that but, but there were so many names last night. Watch that old man actually get confused mm-hmm. and be like, oh, uh, wait, you're, oh, yeah, you're Corbin. Yeah, Corbin. Yeah. We don't need the happy anymore. Yeah, because yeah. it's stupid. Like, hearing someone say, like, oh, happy goes for the pin. I'm like, no. <laughs> no, that sounds it dumb. It sounds like you're, um, like, the names you get automatically on, like, we. Like, we <laughs> yeah. games, like, exactly. happy. And then, like, jazzy and stuff like that. Yeah, it's just, I, it was a good match because I think both of these guys are really good. Like, Baron Corbin yes. is. He can, he can work. He is really good in the ring. Riddick Moss is a really good wrestler, right? But when you give such heavy characters, which I think is what's been our issue with NXT lately, right? Is like when all you have is the character and you let the wrestling go to the wayside, mm-hmm. it's not entertaining. I'm just watching a show. I'm yeah. not watching a wrestling Like show. that's why we enjoyed Cameron Grimes so much mm-hmm. is that it was both. Yeah. Like you had that and equal balance of this character is so silly and it is so over the top, but like, yeah. dude, he can wrestle. And that's the thing. It's like, this was a prime example of a match where they could combine both. Mm-hmm. So clearly Madcap was supposed to be like going a little bit more harder because he didn't have his suspenders. He didn't have the right colors, you know? Mm-hmm. So he was wearing all black. Looks like he got a nice spray tan. So sure. MJF should take some notes. <laughs> um, well, if he can take notes anymore. But you know what I mean? Like, even if his character wasn't as goofy mm-hmm. as everything else or making jokes or whatnot, he could still use that newfound, like, anger and frustration at Corbin or whatever to then do some different moves. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's just, I was not thrilled at all by this, but I had no connection to it. I didn't give two rats asses about this. You also didn't have a connection to the kevin owens ezekiel match but you but enjoyed i watched that, that. One. yes that's the difference yes right is you you have a match like that one where it's silly and absurd but the wrestling just shines through and they pepper in some of the jokes yes. throughout this was joke forward with a little bit of wrestling peppered yes. in right like so the spots that we did see were really good so like the finish on this yes the finish i'll like, give it that yes you you had Corbin, because the whole thing that has been leading up to this is 
um, Baron Corbin put um, Moss's head into a chair oh, and that took was, yes. the um, Andre, Andre the Giant trophy because Moss won that battle yes. royal, took the trophy and just hit him, hit the chair yeah, with and, his head in it. Yeah. And I mean, brutal spot. That's like, nasty. Really good spot. So basically, Moss has been trying to get revenge by using the stairs yes. instead of the trophy, right? And he was stopped by all the refs. And, right. So and then, that's what made this match become a thing, right? Yeah. So in the match, he could do that. So Corbin sets up the stairs in the corner, and it tries to put Moss through it, but then he reverses it, does a fall-away fall slam mm-hmm. into the stairs, throws Corbin into it, and then sets him up for the chair spot and just... Bam. Puts his head in there and just bashes Finally it Finally gets it. And then covers him with his head still in the chair. Yeah. You know, like it's... Like so that it can, is cohesive. It that can happen. works. Right. Like it, stuff like that can work and you don't have to have so much silliness in it. Like a little bit yes. is fun. But at least they did end it with the continuity. Yes. And he... So I'm hoping that this can be the end of it. And that he can move on and find other... They can both move on. Yeah, fair. To, a, to different feuds because... New Horizons. Corbin needs something too. Like he needs to drop the happy. Yes. <laughs> like it was fun at first, but I think... Like the sad was funny. I actually liked the sad more. Oh gosh, with the beans on his that shirt. That was funny. Yeah. Like, it, that was good. That was better than the happy in my yeah. opinion. Um, so, I mean, I gave it a three and a half. Because no. I feel like it was still good when it had those good continuity wrestling moments. Yeah. But overall, it just wasn't, you know, again, you follow another match that was really, really good, high energy. Yeah. It's going to be difficult. Yeah. But I would have given it a three, but mm-hmm. yeah. So next we have the U.S. championship match. Because yay, now we have mid-card titles on a pay-per-view again. Wow. What a <laughs> I was very happy to see this. Wow. Because you had um, Theory, which he's not Austin Theory anymore. He's just Theory. I can't. Theory (laughs) is the U.S. champion. The theory is it's stupid. Exactly. (laughs) So he's the U.S. champion, and he was up against Mustafa Ali, which he has a really interesting story right now. Yes. Because there was a moment where he was asking for his release. Publicly. Openly. On, on all formats mm-hmm. of public and social media. Like, on went on Twitter and was like, I am formally asking for my release. Like, please let me go. Like, I don't want to be here anymore. And of course, Vince took that as a challenge. Mm-hmm. Because he's like, no, you, you don't get to leave when you want to. Like, I, I'm supposed to fire you, and, and you're not <laughs> supposed to like it, and you're supposed to be sad about it. Exactly. That was a pretty good Vince voice. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, sick voice got it. <laughs> but he he was doing the whole retribution thing, which I... I wish they'd done more with I wish so I wish cool. it wouldn't have flopped, oh, because I think... It shouldn't have. With, given the right... Um, motivation and the right direction with it, I think it really could have been good. Absolutely. It would have been really good for his career, too. Because um, he is a good leader. Yes. Like, he is a good ring general, and he is really good in the ring. Yes. And But now, he, he went... It was radio silence for a while, and there was, like, a free Ali movement that went around on Twitter. I was there like, for it. it was it was a whole thing. And then now, all of a sudden, he just showed back up, and he was his face character 
you as know, as if nothing had happened. He was still Mustafa, which I'm glad they still kept that. Yeah, got his name back. Um, but now he's just Mustafa Ali, right? Yeah. Like there, there isn't any stipulation on him, and he's just face again. You know what I'd like to see? What Cedric and Mustafa go? Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Like true, two true cruiserweights. Like yes, yes, absolutely. That would make sense. Mm-hmm. Because with this, we'll one, write the story for it. We'll it figure was it out. still really good. Like yes. I, I did enjoy this match. I feel like it, it kind of, it didn't ebb and flow Mm-mm. as well as I would have liked. I mean. Have they ever worked together in another setting before this? I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, sure, I'm sure they've trained together, like, backstage and stuff like that. Well, I but... mean, I'm sure they probably worked in another promotion together because yeah. they all have. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I don't ever remember them uh, having a match or working together in WWE until this point. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what my, what my question was was mm-hmm. because, like, they work together well, but that's because they're professional. Yeah, Austin is also another example of how to combine a character with wrestling Mm -hmm. and have it work and to incorporate both at the same time in order to work. He takes selfies of himself while he's being stupid, Mm -hmm. but when it comes to bat, he can still wrestle really well. I can agree with that. I think he has improved a lot. Tremendously. So, and I think that's just because of Johnny. I agree. And going going back to NXT was probably the best thing that Mm -hmm. ever happened for him because, I mean, he just improved, you know, leaps and bounds from like what he was. Yeah. And I I mean, I do like this selfie kind of selfish kind of character because I do think it goes well. Selfish and ditzy. Right. Yeah. But it's more of the selfish part than the ditzy i think they've kind of toned that down a little bit which that was kind of the part i enjoyed yeah um but i don't know there's just something that's missing with him for me and i don't know if it's because they're touting him as vince's vince's golden boy right now and i feel like that's just like like an aversion for me (laughs) like i just you know immediately say no thank you not for me um but i feel like this this still was really I don't want to say really good. It was okay. Yeah. Um, Because, I mean, Ali is from Chicago. And, the I mean, the pop that he got was amazing. And they were able to really play off of that. But I think by the end of it, it waned. Yeah. It was like they were almost tired. And the crowd was done. Yeah. They weren't into it by the end of the match, which I think was sad. Um, I mean, when, when Ali goes for the finish, like he goes to do his 450 splash and he misses it. Yeah. Like that was was kind of there. The wind kind of got taken out of it because I think everyone kind of knew like, well, man, like, oh shit. Like, of course we can't have nice things. Yeah. You know, like of course Vince is not going to let our hometown guy win a title in his hometown yeah never, you know no. that's kind of the running joke or one of the running jokes yeah. right is that or if you have it then you lose it when you're hometown and get it yeah. and it goes to someone else which that's so vindictive that's mean right like, like somebody's got a tiny pee-pee well we we knew this already <laughs> um so he's got a complex he misses the 450 and austin or I'm going to say Austin, goes for the chop block to the leg, which they had been playing the injured knee up, which that was pretty good. He did well with that, Um, yes. And then hits, the name of his finisher is so (laughs) dumb. It's called the A-Town Down. That's his finisher name. And I get it. I get the joke. I know what it's supposed to be. (laughs) 
but it just it's i don't know i didn't know that it's called the a-town down and it's literally just like a modified gts really like town down like it's it's like it's it's the usher part in in yeah in that song yeah like the a-town down part and i'm just like no you're too white for that like you are young for that also still young you're too young and you're too white for that like you just can't i don't know i just thought was funny It, it made me giggle um, oh my I, gosh, my stomach. I gave this one another three and a half. Like it was, I feel like the mid card ones were just kind of, yeah. you know, middle of the road. Out of all of the other ones that I think are threes, like I would, I would be fine giving this a 3.5. Which I guess it makes sense. Cause when you have an opener, like you did it in a closer, like you did, like it makes sense yeah. to put these matches kind of sandwiched in the middle. Yeah. Um, cause it's always how you leave them. Right. Um, but yeah, so that was our semi main. Yeah. Which was kind of strange to me. Very interesting selection. I feel like sounds like Vince had a say in that one. I feel like the women's triple threat and the U.S. title should have been switched. Absolutely, a hundred. I don't think. I don't think the show would have suffered from that. Not at all. Because if you had put the U.S. title match first, I think people. I maybe would have rated it a little bit higher because it was the first match. Still was a really good match. Yeah. But it to me it didn't deserve the semi main spot. Like the way that they structured this pay per view was a little strange to me. Yeah. I mean it's not the worst out of all that we've seen. Mm-mm. But it definitely, definitely was just like it, it was like an eyebrow raise, kind of like, hmm, mm-hmm. interesting. Well, because then when we get to the Hell in a Cell match, I'm like, oh wow. Holy shit, we're already there. Also, this show was only three hours. Wow, what a concept. Like when you which listeners Gina and I watched Double or Nothing. Good Lord. Live. Oh we my made the gosh. mistake of watching it live. Well, because all of the other examples we've had were not six freaking hours long. No, they've all been six hours. It's just we have always watched it with our crew and not by ourselves. That's fair. And we've actually also watched it not live the past couple of times. And we started it at a different time. That's right. So like that's way the difference. Of, there it is. That's fair. They started eight. The live pro- broadcast started at eight. Eight p.m. We did not go to bed until quarter to one. It was a late night. It was a good. <laughs> My dog was really tired. Pete was exhausted. <laughs> had to carry him to bed. Neff dog. So anyway, this ma- this show was it, in itself was only three hours. So it was a very nice reprieve from the. 18 hour broadcast that we watched before (laughs) um so now we're in our main event which was the only hell in a cell match of the whole pay-per-view which i enjoyed because i feel like you should only have one and it should be your main event yes like you shouldn't have a women's and a men's you should have one or the other yes right and because i feel like when you do the first one the second one kind of loses its luster Yes. Right. So when you have like the title match be the Hell in a Cell or the Money in the Bank or whatever, um, I don't know. It just kind of makes it have more oomph to it. Right. This, yeah. I just. There was I'm trying to remember. Uh, I was going to say like an example of something that 
but I can't remember where it came from. And I'm sure you'll know. But there was a podcast or something that we listened to a long time ago where they talked about it. I think it was Corey Graves. Mm-hmm. I think it was his, like, where they were saying, I think it was him and I can't remember, but they were talking about how they wish Hell in a Cell, like those, would go back to that formatting yeah. yeah so they so basically it was the after the bell podcast so it was which quite was, great yes yeah. so they were talking about how wwe went through a phase about a year or so ago where we were seeing hell in a cell matches on a random raw exactly right so exactly. they were saying that we needed to get back to just it being on the pay-per-view yes because it's losing its luster Right. Because in, on a normal Thursday night, or a, like I mean, that's not even a night for WWE wrestling, like that'll be a Hell in a Cell match. Right. And I think with this one, because you had Seth Rollins versus Cody Rhodes, which this was the third installment in their feud, because Cody came back at WrestleMania, then they had a match at Backlash, and then this was supposed to be the feud ender. Ooh. And this match. That's what I wrote at the top of my notes. Woof. This match. <laughs> right? Because I have been a little eh on Cody since he's returned. Yeah. Because he talked such a big game Dead. when he was in AEW and about starting AEW and to the point where he, they created a replica of Triple H's throne and he took a sledgehammer and destroyed it. I mean, on air. That Charlotte promo that he had the first time they were in Charlotte mm-hmm. is going to be ingrained in my mind. It's one of the best promos of all time. Do you remember what it was? What it was? Mm-hmm. Like, what did he say? Verbatim, I can't, but it essentially was him, like, coming out, like, like the first time ever where, like, WWE was fully mentioned and being, like, mm, where, right. like, that was, like, the first one where he came out and he, like, had his full, long, like... Said the word WWE. Yeah, and yeah. it, like... I'm sure Robert's like, ah, I know it verbatim. Um, well, I, I, but I don't want you to say it verbatim. No, but. no, no. But it, it was one of those ones where you sat there and you were like, holy shit, this could work. Right. Like, and whoa. And that's, that's what I liked. Yeah. Right. And then the moment he started getting booed and it didn't, and go, didn't it start, turn heel. Right. And it, he, it didn't go the way he wanted to. He jumped ship and I was just like, okay, well, fuck you. You know, like I, I, you you built up all this, right. And then you're just going to walk away for more money. That was before I saw this match. Yes. Because this match changed my opinion because, yeah, I mean, just for just listeners, there was at the beginning of this (sighs) pay-per-view commentary had made the announcement that Cody Rhodes was injured and had been injured by Seth Rollins during a brawl that they had, right? And understatement of the effing year. Well, I mean, now we know that, but when we were watching it, I was like, oh, okay. You know, like. You were so mean. I, about I was. It. And I, I take it back. C- Cody Rhodes, I know you're definitely listening to <laughs> I this. I know, Cody. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I apologize, <laughs> but I did scoff at you because. I they do that shit all the time Mm -hmm. you know they're like oh he's injured how will he survive you know like (laughs) how will they coexist you know like that's a theme that they do it's fair right that's true and especially since they did it at the beginning of the pay-per-view I'm like okay he's gonna come out and he's gonna have some tape on him and you know he's gonna have have his arm in a sling and he's gonna take it out and be like oh I'm not injured exactly yeah so I didn't take it seriously really (laughs) then about midway through the pay-per-view they're like so we have an update and what actually happened was 
his pectoral muscle got injured to the point where it was ripped clean off the bone. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) that's different. That's extremely specific, (laughs) right? Like, this isn't just an arm injury or an ankle. Like, this is, no. This was like when you found out that Finn was injured with his ankle and you knew exactly which one and the tendies and the... (laughs) (laughs) That's just because I'm I'm an obsessive wrestling wife. But 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 as soon as they announced that he was, like, you immediately were like, oh, no, not his his ankle. Yes. Or, oh, no, not his neck. (laughs) Like, you know, like, you knew. Right. And, like, as soon as somebody announces a very specific injury, it's like, oh, shit, that's real. Yeah, and so you're, we're sitting, I'm sitting here, I'm like, Okay, I mean, that's really specific, but I mean, it's still probably not that big of a deal. And then he comes out, and first Seth comes out in the Dusty Roads, black <laughs> with yellow polka dots. And what a sneaky bitch. God, I love that man so much. I really feel like he is becoming one of my all-time favorite wrestlers. He's just... He's so good. He's so good. He's and he's so having good. so much fun, and you can tell. Yeah. So, I mean, Dusty Roads. There was there were so many homages to Dusty during this entire match, right? Yeah. And I mean, so coming out in the polka dots. Just, well, he had the ridiculous coat on first, which was very Seth Rollins, and then he re- revealed that you know beautiful Dusty outfit. But I loved them uh, like going to the crowd, and you see the people who have no idea what this means. Yeah, and then and you then, see the random <laughs> yeah. mark that's just pointing, going <laughs> like, oh, "Holy shit, that's awesome!" Right? Like it's that. That's the the tiny detail. Yeah. Shit I was that I really the one love. who did not understand, and mm-hmm. then dogs explained, and I was like, "That's hilariously vindictive." And yeah, because awesome. he's like, "I'm gonna get in your head. I'm gonna dress like your dad, so you can't fight me." Right? <laughs> yeah, because that really works. Sure. <laughs> That's uh, very spotty heel logic, right? Mm-hmm. And then Cody comes out, does his really cool entrance because he, he does have a great tech. entrance. I know a lot of people shat on that cape. I what the Homelander love cape? That cape. I love the <laughs> coat. I don't give a shit. You look dope, Cody. Keep it. I love it. Oh, I still love it. It's just he looks like Homelander, who is very problematic. <laughs> um, if you that have- is true. Yeah. Oh yes, from yes. Yes, from the boys. Yes. Which, That's I mean... True. He reminds me a lot of the... Um, if any of you guys uh, play video games out there, um, the uh, Bioshock Infinite characters. Mm-hmm. He looks a lot like those. Yeah. Those George Washington statues that shoot oh, everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right? Like, they mm-hmm. look cool. Yeah. But anywho. So he comes out, and you can kind of tell he's not really moving his left arm that much. At all. Right? Like, maybe to adjust it. But he's still coming out like high intensity, yes. like still kind of, so I'm still speculating, right? In mm-hmm. my head, I'm like, okay, he's really working this left arm thing, you know? <laughs> then he gets in the ring <laughs> and they announce Seth, right? And he does his whole heel thing. And then they announce Cody. Cody slowly takes his ring jacket off. Only one arm moving to take off, like he's sh- shimmying his shoulder. Yes. Like, it's not like he's taking it off with both arms. It is showing the <laughs> biggest bruise I have ever seen in my life. It is starting from his, like, shoulder. Like the socket. Yeah. Going all the way over the shoulder, down the arm, and across his chest. I mean, like, it's... And, and, and it's not like a bruise, like, oh, like, this has healed for a couple days. There's some yellow spots. That, mm-hmm. No, it's purple. Yeah. 
it is like midnight purple. The reveal of his injury <laughs> was, oh. this is going to sound really strange. It's one of the best things I've ever seen. Uh, no, I get you. I know what you mean. That moment yes. when you, I mean, listeners, if you, I wish you could have been in the room like, with all of the us. The air went like all of us it was just a collective ah. like it was like nah. and the yeah. funny thing was is like we knew that there was makeup on it to try to make it not even look that bad right like that you could it tell they had toned it down awful like listeners if you haven't seen it just stop it. stop what you're doing right now pause it go google it and just google image that cry about it and then come back and listen to the rest <laughs> of this <laughs> like it was or maybe throw up in a trash can like whatever you need to do the entire match I sat curled up in a ball. We sat together curled on up the in balls. couch with my eyes half open. Right? <laughs> like looking through our fingers. Like, like every time anything would graze his arm, I would just wince. He moved his arm and I'd sympathy, be like, Ugh. right? And this kind of made me think because I went back and, and watched it after the initial shock kind of wore off that yeah. this man is still performing start to finish with that injury and it's different when you have someone like triple h who got that injury during a match didn't stop and oh, kept going that right match was also bad shit right oh. but it's that's one thing yes right because like you've got to go can, home at that point that can be the whole like theater motto of like the show must go on like yes. i gotta keep going i can't stop because i'm in the middle of a pay-per-view match but it's different when you have someone who knowingly has that injury and like days in advance still goes into the match and does it from start to finish yes with the caliber that they did yes like because it was a damn good match and i said this earlier when we were watching if anyone was in the ring with him mm -hmm. it was a damned good thing that it was seth absolutely because if it was anyone else i don't think it would have worked yes david uh, I think I was the I was the only one. I don't think I really was the only one in the room uh, who was not affected by this bruise at all. While the rest of it, you were freaking out. I was yeah. like, "Huh, that looks painful." Because, <laughs> Back to your game. <laughs> well, because all I could think about was when I first started watching wrestling with dogs several years ago. He showed me the infamous Mick Foley Hell in a Cell, in which that is also a fair assessment. In which Foley loses a tooth and it comes out of his nostril. Yeah. That is also a fair assessment. That's on, that's on the same caliber, though, in my opinion. <laughs> because he also knew what he was getting into, right? right? Like, he... He's a little bit of a glutton for pain. Foley's great, but he was, he was a glutton for punishment, right? So, like, same as Cody now, I guess, right? Because yeah. there's no way that that did not... Well, like, ha he was not in agonizing pain the entire match. Just walking, breathing. Yeah. Like, Keep in mind that uh, taking it back to AEW with Cody, uh, the time, I can't remember who the hell it was he was wrestling, but this image is ingrained Oh, wait, I think I know where you're going with this. Where he uh, jumped over the top rope and went for a splash, and whoever it was moved. Moved. Yeah. So he dove forehead first into the corrugated steel He still ramp. has that, that scar. He'll yeah. have it for forever now. Yeah. So, to be fair, yeah. he didn't plan that one. Well, but, oh, true. Yeah, but he still, yeah. we knew he was a glutton. For yeah, no, that was. He still yeah. took that spot, though. Yeah, there's always that risk when you do a move like that. Absolutely, because I mean, someone ramp, can move an inch 
and you're done. That right? ramp is a, has been more pain than it has been for it's anything true. else for them. Well, and I feel like this question came to my mind when I was watching it another time. Mm-hmm. Like, how do we feel about him wrestling with such a bad injury? Like, is it, does it make the match better or does it make you just concerned for him the entire time? See, I thought this exact same thing mm-hmm. later um, as we were driving home watching because did we enjoy that match because of what they were able to do within the circumstances mm-hmm. or because it was a good match? And so that's what my question was because, yes, it's awesome when the stakes are so high. As actors, we understand how important it is Mm -hmm. that your stakes have to be here at all times. The thing that bothers me a little bit is that, you know, we know from BFA majors, like there was a lot of shit that we did Mm -hmm. where it's like, we should have been home. We shouldn't have done that. Oh, I have an, I have are, an you ankle have, that you, yeah. never healed properly and yeah. will give out on me randomly because I did an entire run of a show with a pulled Achilles tendon. Like, where's the I, limit? Where's yeah. the line? Exactly. I did two weeks of performances where I was uh, popping four ibuprofen before the show started and four during intermission to get through it with there, a knee injury. Yeah. There was a show, and we weren't in it, or I was not in it, but um, we did Assassins at mm. my college, and that was a cursed show. Uh, one person fell in the pit and almost broke their leg. Yeah. Another person shattered their actual ankle because they ran and kicked the light. And then the entire cast mm. had walking tuberculosis. Jesus. Sorry, not tuberculosis, <laughs> pneumonia. I was, was going to say, Sorry. What, what year was Walking this show? pneumonia. <laughs> How long ago were you in college? Well, in 1850, um, you know. But I 100. 100- walking pneumonia. <laughs> I 100% agree with you because I've wondered since Sunday night. Exactly. Is, like, uh, it's admirable to me that the show did go on, and it's admirable how much Cody put into that match. I think we've definitely seen much better matches. Like, a lot yes. of the praise that this match mm-hmm. is getting comes from, in my opinion, uh, the circumstances. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, and I and mean, Seth for, being able to cover. For me, I I'm split. Yeah, right. Because being someone who has had to fight through an injury, multiple injuries through multiple shows, yeah. right? I've had to do that. It's not fun, and no. your body hurts, and you don't fully recover from it. Yeah, but I feel like it gave this match more of intention. And it gave it more of a story than it would have otherwise. That is and true. That I hate to say that, but I think it made it a little bit better because when yes. you had this was the third match of them, and they were probably going to do the same thing that they did at Backlash. Let's be real. Yeah, let's be real. Right? Because they we are in the age of let's just recycle shit because we don't we have memories of goldfish right and we don't <laughs> remember anything yeah your audience is stupid so therefore don't put for like too much effort right and i feel like this his injury and making the whole match about his injury and seeing uh, having the stakes of is he going to make it worse is he going to end his career because of this match is yeah. it worth it for him to end his career with this match it gave people more shit to talk about yes. than they would have otherwise. 
And that's the only reason why I say it's slightly better than it could have been because of the injury. I know that with this match, like, yeah, we were interested in watching it, but I definitely agree with you that this added a whole other level. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's the same kind of mentality of that's been a tale as old as time where people go to public, you know, like from, you know, centuries ago where people went to go and see public hangings, public floggings. Like Mm -hmm. you look at something you're not supposed to do. Even driving past a car wreck nowadays where it's like you shouldn't look, but you do. Like it's this. The entire sport of NASCAR. Yeah, if it essentially. Yeah. Absolutely, because people yes. get upset when there are no crashes, right? Yeah, let's think about that one there. So, I, I agree, Yes. right? But I think as a whole, this match was still really good. Yes. Because you had moments where you, they had the kendo stick spots. They had, you know, the bull rope that came that out. That was cool. And there were, because that was another homage to Dusty, yes. because that was a classic match in the head with he the would bell. do. <laughs> he sold that like a champ. <laughs> it was great. Right? He just down, right? Like, just completely like he had been knocked out by being hit with a cowbell. And the only prescription is more <laughs> cowbell. Exactly. And then they had the sledgehammer spot. Yes. Right? Which... How did that? he pick that up? And then he, and then he faked picking it up the first time, and then he picked it up again, and we were like, ah! See, that's what I mean. It gave it more stakes. If he would have just taken the sledgehammer out with his normal arm, and yeah, he could feign being fatigued because, of, because the match was difficult, but seeing him with his purplish, blackish, blue left side trying to lift a sledgehammer... And it was changing color, too, while we were watching. Right. It was so gross. So, yes. So, I feel like I there see. was a slight AEW reference. There was a slight Triple H reference with the pedigree. Yeah. Which it made me so pissed that he actually hit the pedigree because him and Triple H have, you mm-hmm. know, like it's, so it made me feel things, right? And that's what you want. It was good ring psychology. Absolutely. It was and I feel like he's getting to do the stuff that he wanted to do in AEW now because he was starting to do that and it didn't work. Yeah. They were booing him, right? And I don't feel like he's doing anything different. Yeah. It's just under the WWE umbrella where we can't bleed as often as he wants to. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's the only hey difference. Hey, guys, I got some razor blades. You need them? No, we're, no, we're good, we're man. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> like, keep your razor blades backstage, please. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, so I, I think overall it's still a good match to watch, but it yes. is it is cringy at times. Yes, but I still enjoyed it. Oh, absolutely! Um, it was I mean a th- solid four and a half. Yeah, I mean I the finish was you know Cody hits Seth with the sledgehammer and he goes over like it was very simple finish, and I mean I do think this match redeemed at least Seth's track record which with these matches because God has he had some terrible hell in a cell matches lately. Yes, this right? Saved like this him. I and I'm happy for him for mm-hmm. that because mm-hmm. I feel like he desperately needed that. Yes. Right. So I mean he had some he had some hurdles to come over from mm-hmm. from that the yeah the match and i mean i gave this a four and a half yeah just because it was i teetered on giving it a five but then when i entered you know the question entered the chat right yeah where you say did this really need to happen yeah it kind of makes you question it a little bit yeah um like one last little thing about that Mm -hmm. like 
clearly, like from your example, David, about McFoley, just because it was done back then, does that mean it needs to continue now? Right. And I can clearly see that it's not as strong as like the bullshit chaos used to be. And albeit, yes, like we, you know, enjoy those matches, but I mean, Mick Foley, like it's clearly and truly and honestly a miracle that that man does not have Parkinson's, does not, did not have seizures, did not have these incredible, you know, horrific medical issues later in his life because of what he did. I mean, I've discussed this about Darby Allen. Like Darby oh, Allen yeah. is not going to have a long career. Darby Allen's not going to make it to 40. No. Okay. At all. Like, but. <laughs> Do we remember earlier this year when Johnny Knoxville was allowed to wrestle with a concussion? You're right. That because yeah, uh, see, the, he the, was not cleared by medical and yet he got out there and. Well, uh, because they didn't. Because it's WrestleMania, bitch. Yeah. We got two nights to fill. <laughs> oh, yeah. Clearly we needed that so badly. Because I forgot you even said that until you just said that. Yeah. Or I forgot that happened until you just said that. Damn it. Words are hard, y'all. I was can't. Gonna, I was going to let it go. Thanks. But yeah. <laughs> I'm going to just sip this wine here real quick. I think, I mean, overall, for this whole pay-per-view, I gave this a four. Very fair four. Because, one, that's how my average came out. And two, Math. I mean, I think it's. One of the better pay-per-views they've had this year. In a long time. And this brings me back to the point that I brought up at the beginning of the show. Okay. I think not having Roman really helped this show because it let other people shine, right? And when you when you have someone that takes so much focus, you forget how good everybody else is. Yeah. Right? Like, so you remember how great of a roster they have when the focus isn't just on one person on your roster. Yeah. And I really hope that they continue to put Roman on the schedule because, one, he deserves it because he's been traveling for ages and is a cancer survivor and yeah. a father and husband and should probably deserve some time off paul Heyman alone deserves a damn break oh absolutely like give him a break right and let the other people who bust their ass for you on a daily basis Mm -hmm. have a chance to show you like why you put them there in the first place absolutely you know so i mean i think overall it really it was good like it was a it was a really fun show and i enjoyed myself yes you well good i'm glad you did (laughs) I fully expected, not trash, not like, but Helen in a Cell especially is like jaded for me now. Oh, absolutely. So I was you very have, cautious. When you have like two or so years in a row of when the Helen in a Cell outcome is a no contest finish. Oh my gosh. You know, you're kind of jaded and it's okay yeah. to be jaded from that. Yeah. So um, I, w- I mean, I came in with like, eh? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Eh. Your and went from eh. Eh to eh. <laughs> I feel like the key to enjoying most WWE pay-per-views is to go in with zero expectations and a low bar because this was the first one I've seen in a long time. This is bar. two weekends of wrestling pay-per-views that I actually enjoyed. What is happening? Yeah, <laughs> what, yeah are, are you okay, David? You just said Blink you enjoyed something. Blink twice if you're in something. danger. Blink twice. Well, I'm used to, it, for the most part, enjoying AEW. Sure. Um, I don't, I cannot tell you if... 
when the last time was or if I have ever enjoyed a WWE pay-per-view. <laughs> Suck it, dogs. We get to cover the fun one. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on to our segments because we, we're, I, I, we're going to keep our segments. Absolutely. Because this is still our show. Yeah. And we're still taking over. We're taking over. So who is your ignorant slut for Hell in a Cell 2022? Well, I'm upset because I was going to give it to the OG, but apparently the OG didn't say it and I, didn't I, say it wrong. I said you could you could still do that. I think <laughs> just for spite reasons only that I am going to give it to He can always Corey Graves, be an honorable mention. ignorance slut. Like a constant um, honorable mention. Yes. But, I mean, overall, I mean, I think just... It's not a person. And I know I keep doing the meta, like the metaphorical, like it's not like I'm not giving it to something, uh, but the placement of these matches sometimes were off. Yeah, like I if I could have any criticism mm-hmm. for this one, it would be like placement was weird in some. So I can agree with that. That would be my honorable mention of ignorant slut, but the OG Corey Graves, ignorant slut cannot say the word coup de gras. He says coup de grass. Good for you. Stupid <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Shelby, who is your ignorant slut? Well, or what? It's almost. That's fair. I just, I, I, this, I assume this may much. be personal, but I just, I can't get behind him. And he's still not on the caliber that I feel like he should be with no. the amount of time that he has had to get better. Yeah. He's been here so long. Right. And I, he, there weren't a lot of people who had missteps on this show because overall this show was pretty solid. The Cedric part, just not being able to even flip him over is pretty, pretty sad. That's what I mean. That's pretty rough. right. Like, so wolf, to me, wolf, he definitely wolf. was the lowest one on the card for That's me. Fair. Well, who's your EST? It's a triple. Oh, okay. Triple tie. Mm-hmm. I have to give it to Bianca, Becky, and Oscar. Nice. I can't give it to one of them as much as I love Bianca. Mm-hmm. You know I do. But truly, the conglomeration of the three of them together truly working breathtakingly well. Mm-hmm. And that match, that match was, that's my favorite match of the whole night. Mm-hmm. And it was the first one. So they are my EST. Yeah. No. Great est, fast est, best communicator est. <laughs> yes. They are great est. So especially just seeing Asuka back, seeing Becky back, and the dynamic they all had together, it was great. It was perfect. They are my ESTs. Well-deserved because that match... I couldn't pick one. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't have been the match that it was if all three of them weren't in it Exactly. Like, if it was a two-match, like, just Becky and Asuka, or Mm. if it was just, you know, um, Asuka and Bianca, like, yeah, it would have been good, but something about all three of them together, it was magic. Yeah. Just magic. Agreed. And you, my dear? So mine's a tie Ooh, as well. Oh, yes. Um, I have to give it to Cody and Seth. Yeah. Because, I mean, for Cody, for working through something and being willing to work through something. Yeah. And this is no shade whatsoever to any wrestler who is injured and decides to bow out, you know? Yeah. I mean, but, it's for every, like, it's based on what you feel. Right. But to know that you have a main event. And to know that this is going to hurt the entire time that you're going to do this. And you still put forth that much effort and make yeah. it such a great match. 
I mean, that has to be rewarded. And I mean, everyone knows that my EST, like a, a qualifier to be my EST <laughs> yeah. is that you want to die. You have to want to die. And <laughs> I mean, I didn't think about that. You're so right. <laughs> yeah, I have a, I have a type. You I do. have a type. You do. And I mean, and for Seth, for protecting him, honestly, because yeah. like you said, I agree with you. that and selling that beautiful cowbell spot. Oh, yeah. But like protecting him to the point where it still looks brutal, but you know that he is working with him and he's honestly the best person to do that. Absolutely. That's um, fair. That's completely fair. Well, yay. Yay. <laughs> we did our first one. Oh, fabulous timing I'm ex- too. I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited that we're going to get to do this. Yes. I mean, I'm excited that we're going to be able to be on this channel more. Yes. And, and get to talk more and watch more. Get and to talk about stuff that we haven't really gotten to talk about. Yeah. Really. Come back with fresh eyes. So it'll be fun. So I hope you guys enjoy our take on it. Yay. Thank and, you, you know, for listening. Dogs and Chris will be back in your feed, but we will also be doing Forbidden <gasps> Door. Which we're very excited about that. I'm I'm very excited that we get to cover Japanese wrestling because that's something that I've been wanting to watch for such a long time, and it's so hard to access that here in the states. Absolutely, it is it is almost impossible for you to watch New Japan over here in the states, especially with just our wrestling scheduling alone. Well, there's there's not enough hours. It's not. There's not. There's not. (laughs) There's not enough days in the week let alone hours in the day to watch everything we want everything to. we want to we can't but i'm excited i know you're excited <laughs> my um, husband's coming back y'all I'm, <laughs> I'm putting it into the universe you've been manifesting this for months I will do it it'll it, cesaro will come back babe my love. he will come back for you <laughs> and it'll be a great reunion and it'll be it'll be fine you won't cry or anything oh not at it'll all. be great <laughs> So, David, besides yes. Forbidden Door, what else do we have coming up? Uh, well, next week we're going to be releasing episode three of This is a Rewind, which Yay. has been in the can for a couple of weeks now, but I'm spreading them out uh, on our uh, quiet weeks. Mm-hmm. And then the week after that, I might fuck around and release two episodes next week. Ooh. I don't know. It'll depend on everyone's schedules. Yeah. Uh, I guess we'll just have to find out. Uh, but coming up next on Long Walk Tonks, we're going to be continuing our Perfect Tens discussion with Chris Barnes's next film, which is going to be Wreck-It Ralph. <gasps> really? Are you serious? Yes. Uh, Wreck-It Ralph fabulous. is one of Chris's um, Perfect Ten films. I freaking I wanna, love that movie. I want to watch it with him now. Oh, Chris, you have such Chris. great taste. I'm, I'm 100% <laughs> sure that he would say yes to that. Oh, that's so exciting. Oh, that's um, fantastic. So that's going to take us through June, and um, there's going to be more insanity after that. Oh, always. Uh, Shelby, if people want to reach out to you online or follow you online, where can they do that at? Well, if you want to follow me personally, you can follow me at SlayAllRay on Instagram. And if you want to follow This Is A Takeover on the socials, we have a new Instagram. We have revamped it. So now if you want to follow us... um, you can just type in this is a takeover, all one word, and you should be able to find us. There we are. Um, I think the other one is deleted, but we'll just I'm have to double check. To, I'm still trying to figure that one out, to um, be honest. So if you see the one with underscores, that's not us anymore. Nope. It's just one word. Um, and if you want to follow us on Twitter, um, you can still follow us there at this underscore pod. And I know if you want to follow 
all of us here at Long Walk Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. It's Long Walk Podcast. Excellent. Gina, what about you? I only have the Instagram left. And if you want to follow me and all my pretty much wedding extravaganza news that I post. Shenanigans. Shenanigans. That's, yeah, that's the way better word that's for it. That's a way better word. <laughs> um, you can follow me at Broadway underscore baby 1218. Very nice. And if you want to follow me online, the best place to do that is on Instagram at DB Hensley. If you want to keep up with Long Walk Productions, you can visit us online at longwalk.us or search for Long Walk Productions and Long Walk Podcasts on Facebook. To see more of our original work or hear past episodes that are no longer streaming, you can follow the YouTube links in the show notes. Thank you very much for listening. And if you enjoy this show or any of the shows on the Long Walk Podcast Network, please make sure to leave us a rating and a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Well, that'll do it for us. Thanks for listening, everyone. For This is a Takeover, I'm Shelby Ray Patterson. And I'm Gina Belmont. And you don't have to be called up to the main roster. You're doing fine where you're at. <laughs>